Hello there, everyone. I am Julia, and I would like to welcome you all to the Baseball Fever podcast. This is a brand new podcast. We're going to talk all things Major League Baseball, all 30 teams. We're going to have episodes maybe once, twice a week, maybe more than that, depending on what's going on. But anyway, I want to welcome you all to the podcast. My name is Julia, as I just said. I've been very excited to start a podcast for a while now, and finally, I'm just going for it, and I cannot wait to start. I've been something I've been really planning on doing for a long time, and I finally took the time out and planned that I'm going to start this Baseball Fever podcast. So I hope you all tune in, st- stick along with me. We have a lot of things to talk about today. I am actually personally a Yankees fan, so of course, maybe we'll start with the Yankees a little bit. Then I want to get into Trevor Bauer a little bit, how he shapes up with the Dodgers and how they look this year, and then of course, we can we can get into to Francisco Lindor about his extension and overall just talk talk all things baseball just talk about what's going on currently at the moment and we'll see where it goes when it comes to the Yankees of course they've been a team that's been looking to win the World Series and make it to the World Series for years now since 2017 when they were very far ahead of schedule they were looking to win it all and it turned out to make it within one win and go into the World Series and unfortunately now we find out like this is this past year that they lost to the Astros who were end up convicted convicted of cheating that year so the Yankees kind of got cheated out of an appearance in the World Series but anyway the last couple of years just haven't gone their way last year in the in the ALDS in the 2020 to the Rays they lost in five games that was very unfortunate a team that of course the couple last couple of years just been looking to win it all they haven't been able to put it together yet but of course this year they're looking to continue to put the team together that they hope can lead them to the World Series so about their rotation, of course, their rotation is pretty interesting because they have Cole at the top, great pitcher, one of the best in the game, probably one of the top three pitchers in the game, I would say right now. And then, of course, after that, you kind of have all question marks at this point. You have Corey Kluber, who they signed to a one-year, $11 million deal after he had a, he had a nice showcase this offseason. I've been hurt for almost the last two years, but he had a nice showcase. So the Yankees saw what he was able to do and pretty much right away after that got, to, got the, the thumbs up from... Eric Cressy, who is their strength and conditioning kind of coordinator but that with the Yankees. So clearly, he knew that Kluber, okay, yeah, he, he's good to go. He's healthy. He can hopefully ter- return to his Cy Young caliber self because he, he has won two Cy Youngs already in the past. So the Yankees are really banking on him returning to that form. And then after that, you got Jameson Tyone. He's the one who has been hurt as well, been hurt for a couple years, similar to Kluber. And he was with the Pirates, had his second Tommy John surgery he's coming off of, has not been healthy. He's still young and he has a great arm. Just hopefully he can just stay healthy for the Yankees. That's what they're hoping for because we've seen that when he's healthy, he is a stud pitcher, has a great mix of pitches. Overall, can bring you ace-like stuff and hopefully maybe even be a, t- uh, be a number two in this rotation depending on he depending on how the others shape up. But he has the potential to be a number two. And I, I can see him being three or four more depending on how the Yankees want to use their rotation, especially as I'm going to get into Jordan Montgomery, who is a left-hander now. He might be the only left-hander in that in that rotation, so he might slot into the three or four spot. We'll have to see once we get closer to opening day. From Jordan Montgomery, he had that huge outing in game four of the ALDS last year against the Rays. It'll be another year removed from Tommy John surgery, which he had back in 2018. He missed a lot of 2019, and I think he made a couple appearances at the very end of that year, but then 2020 was his, wasn't a full season, but technically his first full season, he had a, he had a decent regular season, but then for him to come up that big in the playoffs for the Yankees, even though it was just 
And what was four innings of one-run ball. So that was huge. The Yankees saw what he can do, especially in the postseason. That's when that's what the Yankees want to do. They want to succeed in the postseason. And seeing an outing like like that out of Jordan Montgomery is very impressive. I say he has definitely has secured a spot in the rotation for the Yankees. And of course, number five in the rotation is still up in the air for them. Right now, it seems like the favorites are Domingo Herman and Davey Garcia, you could say, and even Michael King has looked great, too. Michael King is someone who has not seen success at the major league level yet, but has had a lot of success in the minor leagues in the last couple of years. He made one appearance at the very end of 2019 for the Yankees, made several outings last year in 2020 for them, but the Yankees are really hoping that he can become that player that he was a couple years ago in the minor leagues and kind of bring that success over into the majors. He has never really thrown that hard. He's thrown around maybe 92-93 a lot, like especially the last couple years, but now he's been throwing 97, I think close to 98 this spring, which is very impressive to see how he's added on the miles per hour. So, of course, the Yankees see that he's been working very hard, and he could be an under-the-radar player for them this year, underrated. And let me go back to that fifth spot in the rotation when it comes to Herman and Davey Garcia. Davey Garcia, again, just 21 years old, did have a chance last year after some injuries. James Paxton got hurt, so he ended up filling a spot in the rotation for the rest of the season. He pitched very good. Someone who's still still developing, you could say. I know the Yankees are still hoping to get him developed, so I would not be surprised if he starts the year either in the minor leagues or in the bullpen, or also I could, of course, see him in the number five spot of the rotation because he has earned it because he the way he pitched last year was very solid. It was unfortunate he didn't get a postseason outing because, of course, that's what happened when then the Boone put him in for the first inning, had him start. He was the youngest player in Yankees history to start a postseason game, all that. But then after the first inning, he allowed one run. Still looked okay. Then that's when j Hab came in the game trying to stun the Rays. Oh, yeah, look, we have a left-hander coming in now. Meanwhile, that did not work out at all. And that's kind of what changed the trajectory of the series. So, Dita Garcia still hasn't had a true postseason outing. But it would have been pretty cool to see him get a full outing. So, yeah, I would definitely not be surprised wherever he ends up. I actually see Domingo Herman taking that fifth spot in the rotation as long as... He's all good with his teammates. Of course, he's coming back from the domestic violence and the suspension that's lasted him a long time. And in September of 2019, that's when the, the incident went down. And he hasn't been with the team since until this spring. So he's had a lot of time off. A lot of like, you know, he had a couple Instagram posts at times. Like, okay, is he leaving baseball? Is he is he is he in the right mental state to come back to the game? And what we've seen, of course, this spring. From Herman is that he's he's ready to go. He looks like he's in good shape. He's been pitching great. Just a couple days ago, we had an, a three three inning outing, no runs, and nice shutout outing. He he's been doing great. So of course, okay, maybe his teammates are still trying to forgive him and stuff. He's Domingo Herman has publicly apologized to the team, but of course, it's going to take a little bit for the, his the teammates to go go along with him and forget forgive him. But as long as he gets it done in the field on the mound, I I don't see why he shouldn't be in that fifth spot because. If he's someone who could definitely help out, help out the team, I think he should be playing there. Again, he's a player who's who won 18 games for the Yankees back in 2019. He pitched great for them that year. Of course, the ERA was a little up, but of course, when you have a pitcher that could win games, that's what you need. Of course, winning wins and losses aren't the stat you use to judge a pitcher, but have a pitcher like that who could win 18 games for them, you want to win games, even if he's giving up a couple runs per game. If he's producing wins for your team, that's the player you want. That's the pitcher you want in your rotation. So... Of course, like the, with the question marks in the rotation, there's so much potential for that rotation to be amazing. So let's switch gears a little bit to the offense. So I actually have an opening day lineup prediction for the Yankees. I'm going to read off fast. Of course, it's going to 
This is, our, this is if everyone stays healthy and if everything stays current. And I have DJ LeMayu leading off, playing in second base. Aaron Judge batting second, playing right field. Then Aaron Hicks playing center field, batting number three. And then Carl Stanton batting cleanup, DHing. Luke Voigt then batting fifth, playing first. Then I have Gleyber Torres playing shortstop, batting sixth. And then I have Gary Sanchez, seven, catching, of course. Then Clint Frazier I have batting eighth, playing left. And then Gio Rochelle batting ninth at third base. And just, just think how deep that lineup really is. You have Glaber Torres, who has the potential to be a number three, number two batter, and he's batting sixth on this team. And even Gary Sanchez, just a couple, just a couple short years ago, he was one. Of, he was the best catcher in baseball, best offensive catcher in baseball, at least. And he would be, bat, be batting seventh. Of course, there's a lot of speculation going on with Sanchez because after that horrible year he had last year. Um, it was a 147 batting average you put up. 10 home runs. The power was there. But when you're striking out 36% of your at-bats, that's not going to cut it. So that was an unacceptable season out of him. But I am banking on a bounce-back season for Gary Sanchez. I am a huge fan of him. I don't think I've rooted for anyone more than I've root- I'm rooting for Gary Sanchez right now. I think he's going to have a huge year. Has already had a good spring training. Had a couple couple home runs already. Has looked good. Good behind the plate as well. So overall, he looks good this spring. Of course, we have to see it. In regular seat in the regular season, so overall, just I I see a, back, a bounce back here from Gary Sanchez, someone who has the potential to be a cleanup hitter, batting seventh, and of course, Clint Frazier will be getting his first full season's worth of at bats. Hopefully, if he could stay healthy, but Aaron Boone has declared him the starting left fielder, so it will be extremely exciting to see what he can do with a full season's worth of at bats. Because we, the us Yankees fans, we have been waiting to see it for years. Someone who came over came over in the Andrew Miller trade back in 2016. And he's been with the organization for that many years, but he hasn't been able to find a set role in the team. He's been there for when players got injured, he, and every time he's played, he's proven himself. And of course, he had those couple of blunders in the outfield. You know, I had messed up a little bit in the outfield, but now he's he proved that he can play the outfield. Look, he was nominated as a finalist for a Gold Glove in 2020, which is just crazy to see that turnaround. Went from probably one of the worst defenders in the league, is a liability out there, to a Gold Glove finalist which is pretty crazy to think about and that had to open up the Yankees eyes and open up Yankees fans eyes saying okay maybe this guy is the real deal even if we haven't seen it the last couple years with the with the glove because of that concussion he sustained back in 2018 in spring training so that's he's something he's been working back on he didn't really speak about it much but then just recently he's been saying oh yeah he he was having issues with his head and his dizziness his depth perception was a little off and stuff in the outfield so he said he was dealing with that back in 2019 but he felt all good in 2020 so it's definitely good to see that out of him and then for Gio Urshela just think you have Gio Urshela batting ninth someone who's batted 299 last year batted 314 in the year before that he is a very underrated third baseman I think he's he's of course amazing in the fields if you watch him he's just amazing and he, he he makes all the plays. He 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 makes some crazy plays that will open your eyes and, and you just you can't believe how he made those plays. Something very exciting to watch on both sides of the ball. His bat has not come around until 2019. So the last couple of years he's been really proving it with the bat. And look, you have a guy like that batting ninth. So when you have a guy like Gio Urshela batting ninth in your lineup, you know it's a great lineup. So.
Let's move on to Jay Bruce. He's a, he's an interesting factor in the Yankees right now. He wants to prove himself. He's fighting for a spot in the open day roster right now in spring training. And so far, he's looked great. He's shown that he could play multiple positions. He could play the outfield. He could play first two. So he there's, there's not that many spots left in the, in, on the bench. So if you don't carry a guy like Mike Ford, who's just a first baseman, you can carry a guy like Bruce who could take some reps at first at times to give Void a day off or give Void have him DH a day or two. And, and Jay Bruce can also DH. But he has proven that he could play the outfield. He's done it well. He's played first base well. Of course, he's definitely a serviceable first baseman and an outfielder for the Yankees. And and his bat has been great as well. We've seen a couple home runs out of him, got a couple nice hits. But overall, he's he has a lot of confidence. He said that he he's making this team. He's confident that he will. And when you have confidence, you're halfway there. So I believe that he will make the roster. I don't know what that means for Mike Talkman or Tyler Wade or any of them. But I I think Jay Bruce is making the ro- the roster no matter what. As long as he keeps up the, how he's doing, he's been been successful so far. As long as he keeps that up for the next couple weeks, I think he he has a he's a shoe in for an opening day roster spot. So moving on to the Dodgers. I'm going to move on to the Dodgers now. Trevor Bauer, that was their big signing. They brought back Justin Turner as well. And it's kind of funny to think about, too, because the Dodgers went over the luxury tax threshold with $210 million. They went pretty well over that to sign these couple guys. Meanwhile, they just won the World Series last year. They didn't have to go out and sign a guy like Bauer, but they wanted to because they want to win it again, even though they just won it last year. And it's pretty interesting because then, on the other hand, the Yankees, who haven't won in 11 years, are looking to break that drought. Haven't won since 2009. It's crazy. And they they were very careful this offseason not to go over the luxury tax. For for them being able to stay under luxury tax and, and make the acquisitions that they did, I think it was overall a great job for them. So I think they did. I think they did a good job, but I do. I do think that that they could have got, gotten Bauer and and got and got went over the luxury tax to win that World Series. I think they need that World Series so bad right now. But that was a pretty interesting thought that I had because, of course, the Yankees are the ones who really, really need the World Series championship. The Dodgers just won last year to have a World Series championship team, but they decided to, to, to sign Trevor Bauer to that mega three-year, $102 million deal, which can make him the highest-paid player per year in sports, which is just crazy to think about. Bauer has the potential to make $85 million in his first two years of the deal. His contract is a little unique with some different things, so he he's making definitely definitely making $38 million the first year, which could be $40 million if he decides to opt out after the year, but it looks like it's still overall, it's a big contract. The Dodgers are willing to give it to him, even though he'll, he's overall, he's always been a good pitcher, but for him, last last year he had the Cy Young season, but he only he had 11 good starts. He had 1.73 ERA and 11 starts. Of course, a great, great 11 start stretch, but I want to see him do it in a 30 start season or 32 starts. I want to see him doing it in a full season. So for him to make that kind of money after that shortened season, I was surprised by. I did not think he was going to make that much. I know there was anticipation that he was going to make a lot of money. I just didn't expect it to be as much as it was. Overall, I do think the contract will work out for the, for the Dodgers as long as if they win a World Series in one of the three years that he's here, I would say it was successful. That's the ultimate goal, and they have a really great rotation. The Dodgers now they have David Price that seems to be coming back now after he opted out last year. So your rotation had gotten a lot better. Of course, you, you acquired Bowen, and you also it's like you acquired. Um, David Price, who hasn't pitched in a while, well, he'll be, he will have a fresh arm. So that's the one good thing to look at. Overall, I do think that will end up being worth it. But it, it was a lot of money. I think he was overpaid. But if they could win a World Series or two out of it, I, I say it, 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 it was definitely worth it, no matter what. If you win a World Series, no matter how much money you had to pay to get that team, I would say it's 100% worth it. 
Okay, as for Francisco Lindor and the Mets, of course, the, the Mets traded for Francisco Lindor a couple months ago in January uh, during the offseason. They traded over a couple prospects along with Ahmed Rosario, who was their shortstop. They believed, the Mets believed in Ahmed Rosario for a while, and then his glove was like the one part that he was doing well with, but then the last couple years his glove kind of slacked and his bat was never where the, the Mets wanted it to be. So, of course, with the acquisition of Lindor, you need to have some, you need to get rid of that shortstop and now he will have an opportunity, hopefully, and I'm sure he will, with the Indians who are looking to rebuild. They wanted to get rid of Lindor and get some prospects back for him before he hits free agency next year. Francisco Lindor has mentioned that he wants to sign an extension by opening day. He's giving the Mets an ultimatum to sign him to an extension by opening day. And overall, I do think that extension is going to happen between them because just think of how big a risk, a risk that was. What if an extension doesn't happen? You traded away multiple good players. You got Lindor. You have him for a year, and then he leaves after that year. That would just that would be upsetting for I would say for Mets fans Mets fans have gone through a lot they have Cohen now they're excited for the season and I think the Mets know they have to get this get this extension done and as for how much he would get he is 27 years old so you can't say he's gonna get as much money as Fernando Tastic Jr. got who is only entering his age 22 season Tatis again got a 14 year 340 million dollar deal which is a mega deal like I'm still shocked by how much he got and he hasn't even played a full 162-game season yet. I don't think he's even played 162 games. It's just crazy to think about, but the Padres locked them up, and they also have Manny Machado locked up playing third. That's just some left side of the infield there, and you have them locked up for many years to come. So for Lindor, I do... I can see him getting around $300 million. I think maybe 8 to 10 years, around $300 million, maybe 320 $315, maybe even 290 something But I do think it's going to be right around that $300 million mark. I do think it's going to happen before opening day. Like probably like two and a half, three weeks until opening day right now. And I don't think it's going to happen until maybe a week, a week, a week and a half before the season. I don't, I don't see it happening within the next week. I think it's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen right now. So they'll do, they're going to get it done. I'm confident they'll get it done. And I think for for the sake of the Mets and the Mets fans, they better get that done. Because I, if I was a Mets fan and you bring him over for a year, you bring over the superstar shortstop and you don't sign into the contract extension everyone's expecting, that would be pretty disappointing. And overall, I do think the Mets have, have a really good team. I don't think they're good. They're better than the Braves right now. I think the Braves are going to win the division. But I can see them contending for a wild card spot for sure. They have solid players. For, um, Michael Conforto has been great for them as well. He had a great year last year. Of course, the loss of Robinson Cano is kind of upsetting. He had a good year last year, too. But then, of course, the steroids, he is missing a full 162-game season. You have guys like McDeal. There was even speculation about them signing LeMayu this offseason. But, of course, that's when the Lindor deal went down. And, of course, he didn't expect them to sign LeMayu as well. Of course, I, I think everyone knew that LeMayu was coming back to the Bronx, even though it was taking a while for them to get that deal. By the way, that deal was 60 years, $90 million. So it was a good deal for both sides. LeMay was locked up for six more six more years, most likely through the end of his career. And the Yankees are only paying him $15 million a year, so it kept them, really helped to keep them under the luxury tax this year. P. Alonso, they're hoping, they're banking on a bounce back year for him. He had a rough 2020, but you can't really, you can't take that 2020 like it was a full season because it was not a full season. It was 60 games. Played Players played 50-something games. That is not a full season. That's not even a half a season. And the players should not be just mainly judged on that. So I think Pete Alonso is going to have a strong year. And... Yes, I, I think the, the Mets are going to be good. James McCann, that signing was pretty good too. That was pretty early in the offseason. And I think, I think the Mets could be contenders for a postseason spot. 
that will be the end of my very first episode. I want to thank you all for, for listening to this episode. I'm so glad I, I was able to record my podcast for the first time. I'm very excited to get this going. I'm going to get get episodes out there at least once a week at the very least. And depending on what's going on, I might do two times a week, three times a week, and maybe even more than that. Because I, I, this is something I love to do. I love talking sports. I want to do it in the future. I want to be a journalist or a reporter. Or I want to do something related to baseball because I just absolutely love the game. And I want to thank you all again for listening. And please keep tuning into my episodes. And if you ever have anything you want me to talk about or don't agree with what I'm saying, please leave it in the comments. DM me. I love talking baseball. So just let me know. I'll talk about Give me suggestions what to talk about next episode. I'll talk about that. And um, so, yeah, I will see you all next time. This is Julia of the Baseball Fever Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Baseball Fever Media. That's my account, Instagram account for my podcast. But here I am, the Baseball Fever Podcast. So again, thank you all for listening, and I will see you next time. Thank you.